0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Wanted to have blackface and they said just, just like us, so hey, uh, let's shed some love. For the, you know, I, I don't know, Judy Grove might just be the best argument against legalized weed. Uh, anyway, by the way, you see the price has fallen somewhat. Yeah, uh, I guess this black market thing is sort of dragging down the price of uh, the illegal weed is dropping as well. Something we'll discuss, uh, you know, when it comes to facts and matters to do with business. uh, Our roundtable at the bottom of the hour, Catherine Swift, Buzz Hargrove, will weigh in on that. You know, still uh, getting a lot of blowback on this whole Chinese thing with the NBA and so on and so forth. So when it comes to a business perspective, those two individuals will have more to say in that matter, I'm sure. However, uh, when it comes to getting around... You know, this transit file that uh, has been, I don't know, like a volleyball or a ping-pong ball, it's going back and forth, Uh, I'm not even sure where we stand at uh, latest update because I was reading in the Toronto Star where the government of Doug Ford is planning to uh, drop the proposed subway upload that they talked about in the spring as part of this compromise that would see Mayor John Tory throw his support behind council endorsing the Ontario line. This is the $11 billion project that's a centerpiece of the province's transit plan, it would run from Go Exhibition in the West all the way up through the center of town and kind of take over much of uh, what was purported to be the reason for the relief line, and then it gets uh, to Don Mills and Eglinton at the Science Center. And then you've got Andrew Sheer, who was in town yesterday, and he was talking up big, big federal money. If he's elected in those projects, like the Ontario line, uh, I think it was like $11 billion or whatever, he would pay the freight. And uh, then you've also got the extension of Line 1 up into Richmond Hill, from Finch up to Richmond Hill. So how this all plays out is anyone's guess. That's why we get Steve Monroe in here, author and Toronto transit advocate. And he's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon. Steve, how you doing?
1: Very good, thank you.
0: So uh, this that the Toronto Star is reporting, uh, maybe you can flush it out more fully. What's behind this proposed deal where they would give back the TTC to the city, but get the support from the city for their Ontario line?
1: Well, I have no, um, I have no more than than what's in the Star at this point, uh, because I haven't had a chance to to chat with anybody, you know, like the sources as they say, uh, on this kind of thing. But uh, when the idea of taking over the subway first came along, one of the points uh, I wrote about, and others have written about it, is that I think the government grossly underestimated what it cost them to take over the subway. There's a kind of mythology that the subway breaks even. And it may do that on an operating basis. You know, the fares that go to the subway and the there's heavy ridership pay for the ongoing cost of running the subway. But the subway also has huge capital costs, things like the new signal system that's going in on the Young Line, uh, expansion of Bloor Young Station, uh, eventual expansion of service on the, on the Bloor Line, uh, new trains for the Bloor Line. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And it's in the tens of billions of dollars over the next 15 years or so, and that would all suddenly become the province's problem, and I think they kind of went, oops, uh, and, and you know, it's one thing for them to, to trot out, you know, we're going to build you the Ontario line, and we're going to build, Richmond Hill will finally get its subway, maybe, um, but, the, uh, but that, that's a fixed cost. You know, you basically, you spend it once, and you've got it, but the ongoing cost of actually owning the subway is immense, and... I think Doug Ford and his advisors have had second thoughts about whether it's really a good idea,
0: well, according to the Stars article, a TTC report published in January projected the network would require eighteen billion dollars worth of work over the next fifteen years, yep. so you're saying that's probably why they got cold feet on this yeah,
1: and and there's and you know that it doesn't end at the end of the fifteen of the fifteen years it's a, It's an ongoing issue because you know people talk about subways lasting hundred years, and yeah, the tunnels last for a long time, but you've got to repair them. You replace the escalators every thirty years or so. You replace the trains. You replace signals. You replace ventilations. I mean, just the list is endless of equipment that has to be renewed on an ongoing basis. And I think that's a cost that they didn't take into account when they said, "Oh, we'll take the subway, thank you." The other, the other issue, though, lurking behind this is that the province—we've uh, heard this more from from the Go Transit side than than the subway side—but the province has got this wacky idea that somehow we can get subways and a rapid. Transit for free because we can get developers of land near the stations. You know, will pay extra money and that will fund uh, the construction. And one of the things they trot out there's a development near Mimico GO Station in Etobicoke that essentially will pay for the cost of a new station. But a new station on an existing surface railway line is a lot cheaper than you know a couple hundred million hole in the ground for a subway station, let alone the tunnel in between the subway stations. that isn't there yet and so the the whole financial model uh, of uh, sort of something for nothing rapid transit I think is starting to come unglued at the province and they're looking for Toronto to get as much money out of the city of Toronto as possible toward their signature Ontario Line project and you know John Torrey may say hey this is a really great idea but it takes more money out of the city's budget in the medium term when we'd be building it than Toronto originally had planned to spend on, on that particular project and that's money that not available for other parts of the transit system. So that's that's one of those, you know, it looks nice, but kind of situations.
0: Again, with Steve Monroe, transit advocate, all right, talking about this uh, reversal, let's say, of policy or proposal where Doug Ford wants to give the TTC back to the city, but in lieu of, this is a quid pro quo, uh, he wants the city to reallocate that federal money that was promised for the relief line, $3.2 billion. And then Andrew Shear came through town yesterday talking about uh he'd pour oodles of money into those two projects I cited when you joined us, uh whether it would be the Ontario line about eleven billion and then uh going up to Richmond Hill on line one from Finch, uh, about another seven billion. So how do you see it?
1: Um, I find I almost think either Shear misspoke or was misquoted, or the reporting's wrong, or something. Because the idea that the federal go- any federal government doesn't matter what party, would put that kind of money, nearly twenty billion dollars, into this into two projects in the city of Toronto. You know, if you're the federal government, you got to take care of all the other large cities and a whole lot in between. So there's going to be a lineup around the block of you know Montreal and Quebec City, and Vancouver and Edmonton and Calgary, all with their handouts saying, "Well, you want to." pay 100% of lines in Toronto, what about us? And uh, I can I can believe uh, a, a, a federal conservative government committing to continue the practice that Trudeau started of saying, okay, we'll put in one-third share of these lines, but to expect that Ottawa is going to give us 100% is just sheer lunacy. And of course, Doug Ford tells us we're going to get these lines for free because the private sector is going to pay for them. So can someone please figure out um, you know, is, is this going to be all government money, or is it a private sector deal where we get a, another, you know, a third party company to build the line, and then we lease it back from them? There's there's such completely different financial models that are kicking around. It's hard to believe that any of them is credible, or frankly, that the people who are proposing them talk to each other.
0: Well, all right. Uh, <laughs> it is the election season. There are a lot of uh, whoppers and promises being made uh, with big, big money affixed to them. But look, why would the city resist this? I mean, I mean, John Tory is saying, you know, however it gets built, he doesn't care. He just wants projects to go ahead and the shovels get into the ground finally. Uh, so why would the city be resistant to any of this?
1: Uh, well, it, it all depends on what the terms are, because um, if the uh, if the Ontario line, uh, don't forget the the province was speaking of the Ontario line originally as being a private enterprise line that somebody else pays for and then in effect we lease it back from them. So that means there's there's low cost in the short term. I mean it's like buying a, a condo with a mortgage. You know, you don't pay much up front but then you got the mortgage payments forever, uh, not to mention everything else that goes with owning property. Um, so it's exactly the same thing. If, if you get a third party to build the line and then it basically it's a lease back, that cost is on the provinces and the cities and the feds. Whoever's books forever, well, or you know, for whatever the period of the of the lease is. So uh, it's not as if you get it for free if you go that route. But if, on the other hand, we're talking about the city actually putting money in into the project and the feds putting money into the project, well, wait a minute. Whatever happened to this being a private sector project? This sounds like every other subway we've ever built, where you know you get money from as many governments as will chip in, and you go out and you dig the hole. And at the end of the day you own it.
0: All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I guess we can say that uh, a more detailed assessment is expected to go to John Torrey's executive committee within weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, and 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 it's it's one of the things that's been a shame about this whole Ontario Line proposal is that there was a whole non-disclosure agreement about that and the subway upload where all the discussions between the city and the TTC and Metrolinx and the Ministry of Transportation were all under, you know, this cone of silence. And that is not the way to undertake something of this magnitude, because it is so complex and has such far-reaching implications for the future of transit in the city.
0: All right. Uh, We'll see what happens with John Tory's Executive Committee and talk at that occasion. Thanks, Steve, for your time. You're welcome. Steve Monroe, author and Toronto Transit advocate.